friends, oh friends, oh friends of mine, how are we doing today? This is Katie the Card Lady, coming to you on September 3rd day. Wow, the last couple of days of September, moving into the last three months of the year. Oh, hope everybody has been having a sweet little Libra season so far over the last seven days or so. Ruled by Venus, it's a time of beauty. Ruled by Libra, it's a time of air, which is imagination, which is thinking about the future, which is blowing on us to cool us off, stoke our fire, our ideas. I love the element of air. I am like a living embodiment of the element of air flitting here, there, and everywhere, and not always able to consistently follow through um, as I'm more fire and air than I am earth. So constantly working on cultivating more groundedness, more earthiness. And all of us have this kind of fight within us, between the elements, between our chakras, but it's all about just getting in touch with what those are, which of your chakras, which of your elements are definitely intact, maybe more intact than they need to be, and then which of them are less intact. You know, for me to just acknowledge that I'm not very grounded is the starting point for becoming more grounded. And, you know, I realized once that I was in a state of probably like the most depressed that I've ever been for an extended period of time. And I won't even say that I was fully depressed um, out of respect for people who do have that clinical um, diagnosis. I had just been fired for no reason um, by a job that I like completely threw my whole heart and soul into. And so I was really depressed and I was eating a lot and I was getting heavier and heavier. And I realized that the earth was literally trying to weigh me down closer to it. The universe was having me eat a lot. I was eating a lot because I was so ungrounded. I did not know who I was because groundedness, um, if you're not aware, groundedness comes from your security and with like knowing who you are and what you're here to do is a lot of being grounded. Um, grounded in, in why you're here and your security of being here. A lot of our groundedness has to do with our mothers. So if you had and not as good relationship with your mom, you're probably going to be less grounded than somebody who has a really good relationship with their mom. That's just like proven, but it's so crazy to look through the people in your life and kind of see that that, that is really true. But I realized that the universe was having me eat a lot to become more grounded because I was literally heavier, <laughs> weighing further down on the earth. But then when I realized that that's what the earth was trying to get me to do, I was able to start working towards my groundedness in other ways and not filling that hole with food. Um, so just a little tidbit there. And, and uh, I really recommend the eclecticenergies.net chakra quiz um, or any number of Ayurveda quizzes, um, though I don't really like Deepak Chopra's one. I feel like it's a little too um, simple. 
but you can find myriads of different kinds of chakra tests, but I really like eclectic energies and Ayurveda tests to kind of see what elements um, are most important for you to work on cultivating and then which are most important for you to tone down. For instance, I'm really fiery, so I don't need to eat so much onion and garlic because it's so much more fiery. I don't need to eat eat that. I don't need more hot oil. Unfortunately, that is what I like. <laughs> um, anyway, that is just a little overview of elemental and chakra balancing within ourselves. And I would definitely recommend that everyone um, do some work in that arena to just see like what you could work on cultivating because the ultimate uh, goal there is balance. We just want our earth to be balanced with our fire, to be balanced with our water, to be balanced with our air. Did I say fire? <laughs> we want, <laughs> how airy of me. <laughs> um, and our chakras, you know, my heart is very, very open, sometimes even overactive. My throat is very open, sometimes even overactive. Most of my other chakras are open. The only one that's ever underactive is my root is my grounding chakra. So when we can look at this stuff, isn't it neat? We can see what our collections need to complete. Um, sorry, I just watched The Little Mermaid and if anyone caught that. Um, <laughs> so today, as you can tell, is a very fun day. In the cards today is the seven of hearts, the card of unconditional love, the cool kid of love, the fun of emotion. Seven is cool and lucky and fun and tempting. It's tempting specifically because it is so cool and lucky and fun and sexy and everybody loves number seven, right? Seven, 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 you win the lottery, like seven wins um, in terms of fun. Um, but the downfall of the seven is when that fun becomes temptation, which we don't like very much, do we? Um, so the seven of hearts, as we're going to combine those two concepts today of the coolness and fun of seven with the emotion of the hearts. The seven of hearts is really the temptation of the heart, the temptation of our emotions, um, which manifest differently in different ways for all of us, don't they? I know I'm tempted to be defensive, which also makes me a little bit offensive. I'm pretty tactless because I'm so emotional. I can like really easily fly off the handle and just get like really upset. I'm really sensitive. Um, and these are all part of things that are like totally attached with my card being the four of hearts. I'm, I'm like meant to be really emotional. That's like part of my plight in this world. I'm meant to teach people about emotion. Um, but when it comes to our emotional downfalls, we all have different ones and they all will, you know, have various things to do with the cards that we hold. So on this seven of hearts day, you are going to be tempted emotionally. So look at how that is happening for you. I've already been crying this morning about multiple things, um, some good cries, some really sad cries, some really just thankful cries. Um, I've already, yeah, I cried like three or four times just today and it's like 11-11. <laughs> um, 
but I'm a crier. See, told you I'm emotional. So your emotions are going to be tempted today and they might be tempted in good ways. They might be tempted in bad ways. They might be tempted in both. But really look out for that today. Look at how you are tempted to give your love in maybe the wrong places. Are you trying to text, text, text that XXX for some 666? <laughs> what, what are you doing with your love and are you putting it in the right places? Do you need to be like focusing on your family, but instead you're focusing your emotions on some like emotional battle that you're having with your best friend? One of my good friends this morning um, ha has been really emotionally tempted and she is just feeling like she's better than everybody which is definitely an emotional temptation of its own. Um, so really, like the point of any seven day is to get you to realize how you're being tempted so that you can elevate above that temptation, right? That is why seven is the most spiritual number other than nine. I did a little mini-sode once on this podcast about the spirituality of sevens and nines, if you want to go back and listen to that. Um, but seven and nine, I believe, are the most spiritual for a TLDR, too long, don't read, of the of the podcast, TLDL, too long, don't listen. Uh, basically, sevens and nines are the most spiritual because their, their plights are the hardest. Seven is fun and it's tempting. So to rise above temptation, to have the willpower to rise above temptation, that's hard. It is. And then with nine, nine is like the fires of detachment and allowing things that don't serve you to burn away into ashes so that you can be born again. Neither of these are easy. They're both very incredibly difficult pursuits. So for that reason, seven and nine are the most spiritual numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Took a break right in the middle of this today. Sorry, y'all. My dog, who we were thinking was going to pass away, is actually going to be okay. He's such a trooper, 19-year-old chihuahua named Paco. Send him your prayers as we're just thinking he's just getting over like an influenza, which is way better than uh, what we thought, that his heart might be getting too big and like basically exploding, which is what happened to our last dog, or that his lungs were filling up with fluid or something. Turns out he probably just has like the flu. So he's such a trooper. Y'all should see this dog. He is just the best. He's so cool. Love him. Big little dog fan. Little dog, big fan. <laughs> so I kind of uh, really got into what the seven of hearts um, meant earlier, I believe, if I remember correctly. But the second card of today, y'all, is the five of spades, which is the card of the wanderer. And if you notice that yesterday was the eight of hearts and the six of spades, today's the seven of hearts and the five of spades. So not only is the first card counting down, which you can see if you look back at the podcast all the time, it's going king of clubs, queen of clubs, jack of clubs, ten of clubs, so on and so forth. The first card of the day is always going one down. But sometimes we do see this phenomenon where the second card of the day is also moving down by one. And that is because of the way that you lay these cards um, when you uh, basically like derive the most important chart of cards. It comes from this mathematical quadration of the cards 
where you take the cards in order from Ace of Hearts through King of Hearts, Ace of Clubs through King of Clubs, and you're laying them on top of one another in order on the 50 in the deck of 52. And then you basically perform this, it's called a quadration, where you lay three cards in spring, three cards in summer, three cards in fall, three cards in winter. And you do that through all 52 cards. And that represents quadrating the perfect heaven, which is all the cards in order, into the seasons, three weeks per season. And then you quadrate one more time and you do it one in spring, one in summer, one in fall, one in winter, and you go all the way through 52 like that, one at a time. And then when you've done that, you have the quadration and you lay it out and that takes what was previously the heaven chart where all the cards are in order and you create the earth chart from just doing that. So that's a really, um, it's just a simple and fun way to see how the cards like mathematically work the way that they do. Um, and it's really, again, all based on the way that the year works, the 52 cards being 52 weeks in the year, the 13 um, cards in each suit representing the 13 weeks in each season. You're actually laying 13 weeks into each season. You're actually putting three weeks into each season, um, one by one by one by one. You do that four times. Um, and then there's only one left at the end, which makes 13 weeks in each season. It's really cool how it all works. And as you know, the math is really what has gotten me into this in the first place. So um, another synchronicity of doing this is that then when you look at the chart, you're going to see how just like the eight of hearts and the six of spades yesterday becomes the seven of hearts, five of spades today. It's because of how those cards are laid out when you quadrate them. It's all just, it's like literally sacred symbology, um, sacred geometry in the math. It's so cool. <laughs> sacred geometry is everywhere. I love um, seeing it in what I do. So that being said, the five of spades is a really powerful card, just like the six of spades we talked about yesterday, the card of fate and the card of destiny. The five of spades is the card of the wandering spirit. And it represents change in every way. So where the six of spades represented balance in every way. So balance in our mind, in our heart, in our body, and in our soul. Five is the number of change and flexibility and adaptability. Five is the number of shifting. Five is the number of flow. Five is the number of something coming right in the middle of what you were doing and telling you, no, you got to go a different way now. But Recently, I've been really feeling into this concept with fives. You know, you have a goal and you're thinking of how you're going to get there and you have a plan for how you're going to get there. But then something comes up and you can't go the way that you thought you were going to go. So are you just not going to go? You're just going to give up on that goal because something blocked your way? No. You're going to find another way around. Whether that goal is to go to get you know, Korean barbecue tonight and there's a roadblock and you literally have to find another route, you're still going to find another route and go get Korean barbecue because that was your dream for the night, right? Most likely, hopefully you don't abandon your dreams. But then we also have dreams like, you know, I've been wanting to get my website done, but then I had a big job come up where I could go help my friend um, with some business work. And yeah, I don't have my website done right now, but it was so I could go help her, but that's not doesn't mean I'm going to give up on my website. We all have goals and we shouldn't let them be completely derailed by change. 
Um, we should shift with the change and work with the change because life is change. And the more that we try to push away change or that we pretend change doesn't exist or we give up on our goals because change comes in, that's just like letting the devil win. You know, change is always going to be a part of your life. So how can you use it to the best of your ability to augment your life? How can you use the changes that are bestowed upon you by the universe as platforms for the growth that you need to do? Sometimes we get hit in the face with change and we're like, oh gosh, darn it. My dog shitted in my bed. Oh God, what am I going to do? Sorry, that's like from one of my favorite funny poems. If any of you caught that, Jeff Roggenbuck. Um, but sometimes these changes that that are given to us and that we feel like, why is this happening to me, end up being the best things ever. So the Five of Spades is really teaching us to invite emotional change, to invite psychological change, to be fine with and invite physical change, material change, financial change, spiritual change, mental change, social change, every kind of change is governed by the five of spades. So how are you experiencing change in your life today? And how does that change affect many different parts of your life, first of all, because the spade shows that these changes are going to be penetrating many different realms of your life. You know, if you're going through mental changes, that's going to be displayed in your aura, in your energetic presence. And those changes that you're going through internally are going to be manifested externally. So as you change mentally, you're probably also going to change physically. You're probably also going to change emotionally. You're probably also going to change spiritually because everything is one. We are all connected. Everything is connected. Man, I wish I was recording that. Oh, I am. <laughs> so that was a good moment. The change is going to keep happening. And the more that we can be grateful for it and be aware of the changes that are taking place and how we are taking advantage of them. We're like, okay, this change is happening right now. It might be something that pisses me off or scares me or makes me uncomfortable. However, I know that this is happening for me. It's not happening to me. It's happening for me. So how can I use this to my advantage, to strengthen me, to bring me peace, to ground me, to set me free? When I got fired from one of my favorite jobs I ever had and was like really sad. I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. And look what that has turned into me running my own business, having my own podcast. I'm getting into doing nonprofit work. I'm really helping people. I'm predicting pregnancies over here. I didn't know what to do with that change at first. I didn't know how to use it rightfully. And now I'm so glad that lady fired me. Mm. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So the five of spades, if there's any concept that the five of spades can impart upon us, it is that change affecting every area of your life 
is beneficial to you and your spirit. It makes you stronger. And for that reason, the Five of Spades is also the card of travel. When you see the Five of Spades coming up, it's like very likely that somebody's going to be traveling or moving or, you know, going somewhere to do business. Five of Spades represents changing a lot of things. And when we like leave the country, a lot of things are changing, not just our physical body, but also our mental uh, states. <sighs> Oftentimes we're learning a lot. So our spiritual and emotional states are also affected. The Five of Spades is representing these really full scale changes, not changes that are just happening here or there, but changes that are happening all over the place everywhere. It's the ultimate change. So how is that? coming into your sphere of awareness today. Oh, I just had big changes in travel plans today. So that's really interesting. Kind of the path that I thought I was going to be on over the next month has become more solidified. And I'm also being more flexible and adaptable than I thought that I was going to be, which is another lesson of the five of spades. If five represents change, it also represents our, the necessity of adaptability and flexibility. So I've actually adapted plans um, more than I thought that I was going to do, more than I thought I was going to today. So that's really interesting because um, I took a break in this podcast. And while taking a break, I made all these changes of plans for my coming weeks. And here we are. Miranda, I think I'm coming to Atlanta. Miranda, I'm coming to Atlanta. My girl. My friend Miranda, y'all, she listened to uh, the August 30th podcast this morning because she thought the September 30th podcast was on. What were you listening to at like 5 a.m.? She was like listening to this podcast and then realized it was from August 30th. Girl, my love for you <laughs> spans universes. Oh, my God. And I said that right at 1142. Stop. Miranda and I have a mutual like favorite life hobby band. So... We got lots of inside jokes, 1142 being one of them. Oh, so the five of spades, y'all, bringing a lot of change today. So just be aware of what changes you're going through internally, whether it's spiritually, maybe it's externally and physically. Uh, maybe it's with moving. Maybe it's with travel plans. Maybe it's just with whatever you've been going through emotionally and you're going to put an end to it. Um, how can you be an instrument of the necessity of change and use it to change yourself and the world in the best way. We don't want to be casualties of change. We want to be leaders of change. My most recent ex-boyfriend um, is a very passive person and I'm a very active person. And we often have these like very like deep philosophical uh, battles <laughs> over him saying, no, like be passive, like let life happen to you, let things happen to you. And I'm like, no, actively go get away from the things that don't serve you so that you can make space for what does. And we've, we've kind of come to a stalemate slash agreement, agree to not agree to disagree. We are compromising and realizing that neither of us is exactly right. Everything in moderation, you want to go with the flow, what, when necessary, and you want to be actively changing and seeking things um, that you need. You know, I need to be a little more passive. He needs to be a little more active. Obviously, the middle way is the best path. Um, and I think there's so much like knowledge and and akashic records of evolutions 
generations of people having that kind of argument in different ways. Um, and I really love those people in our lives. I just want to give a shout out to that person in my life and uh, the kind of knowledge that that he serves up to me all the time because it really, like our biggest fights as a couple were literally like philosophical debates such as this. And what one of the reasons I ended up breaking up with him when I did was because um, he like didn't believe in the point of solitude. He's like, life is not about solitude. Life is about your relationships. Like you're in your own head all the time. You should be spending your time with other people. And I'm like, well, I'm literally trying to like build a business and nonprofit organization like around the importance of getting to know ourselves, <laughs> basically solitude and looking inward. So like, I can't be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't agree that that is a necessary point of life. I was like, we just can't be together. You know, logically this doesn't work. If you really don't believe in what I'm crusading about, then we, right. We shouldn't be together, but I've invited him back into my life. Um, as, as a friend and, and partner, uh, because of the intensity of the, um, of the ideas and the imagination that he brings to me. He's a brilliant person, very much like me. He and I share like all of our cards. He's my moon and I'm his moon. He's my Mercury and I'm his Mercury. He is my Venus. He is my Mars. Like I, it's just, our relationship is all crazy. And I would love to tell you about what <laughs> cards you're right next to and, and see your people in your life that are like that with you because guaranteed you're surrounded by people who, um, if not surrounded by, you definitely know a lot and have known a lot of people who have a lot of cards in common with you. More than likely, um, people in your family have a lot of cards in common with you. Not everybody, but some people probably. Um, one thing I just realized that's really cool and you can see how today is a seven and a five. I'm like all over the place. Seven and five are both about change and temptation and fluctuation and shaking things up, these odd numbers. So I'm all over the place today. But this is really cool that you should know. So my dad's ruling, my dad's birth card, you have these two main cards, right? Birth card and ruling card. Um, so when I'm saying this, I'll be talking about one of your main two cards. My dad's birth card is the five of clubs. My ruling card is the six of clubs. My sister's ruling card is the seven of clubs. And my mom's ruling card is the eight of clubs. We're literally the five, six, seven, eight of clubs. Me and my mom and my dad and my sister, my whole immediate family. How cool is that? I love that. Y'all, I've been studying this stuff for 10 years and I'm still seeing these patterns like this that are like, what the hell? How have you never noticed this before? It's amazing which means that my dad is moon to me and I am moon to my sister and my sister is moon to my mom in that order. And that means that my dad is guiding me through the darkness, which is so true. I'm going to cry. I am guiding my sister through the darkness, which is so true. I'm going to cry. My sister is guiding my mom through the darkness, which is so true. I'm going to cry. And I've realized that my mom is also my Venus card twice. You have four Mercuries, four Venuses, four Mars, etc. My mom is two of my Venuses. So that is like part of why I've always had this like really crazy relationship with her. Like totally love hate, but not love hate because I don't hate her in the least, but totally like push and pull of like loving her so much, but also not being able to be around her. Um, but now that I'm getting older and totally seeing that relationship for what it is, I'm like realizing how 
much that is true. And I'm realizing also that my other Venus cards, I have trouble with other people who are my Venus card, whether they're the same cards as her or another card. I'm having trouble with other Venus cards in my life and having trouble with receiving love in general because Venus is the receiving love planet because my mom is my Venus. So anybody who else is my Venus, I am feeling this kind of inferiority need to prove myself, this sort of defensiveness, which is really great when your master tenant roommate is your Venus card and you're constantly trying to impress and not offend and prove yourself um, and not freak out at your master tenant roommate. <laughs> so as you can see, you know, the patterns that we see in these cards, they can enlighten us so much because now I know with my other friends who are Venus cards that I have this complex with them because it's a direct mirror of my complex with my mom. And that can help me do the healing that I need to do because I see it for what it is. So please let me help you with your cards. Please. I don't, however it is that you want me to help you, you want to tell me nothing and just be like, here's my birthday. Tell me what I need to hear. Or if you want to write me a freaking 15 page letter and be like, I need help with these, all this shit. I will read it. I will help you. I want to help you so badly. Those of you who are listening, like I know those of you who listen all the time. I could just like list off 10 people right now. And I'm sure that half of you would listen today at least. And I know those of you who, who listen to me all the time because you tell me and I appreciate the crap out of you. And I speak to you every single day. So thank you. Thank you so much. And please allow me to help if I can. I'm in a really fluctuating part of my life right now, but I will make time for you. I love you so much. Um, when we add the two cards today, seven of hearts, I'm getting, I didn't realize I was getting so long on this, been on a soapbox today. So seven of hearts plus the five of spades makes the queen of spades, the path of self mastery, number 51 out of 52, the second highest card, the second most powerful card, one of the most spiritual cards, one of the most divine, one of the most caring, sacred, maternal, loving, probably the most sacred maternal divine card of like femininity and holding space for others and being of service um, because the queen of spades is being of service in every single way. So how can you be of service today to yourself, to your community, to your family and to your friends and to your loved ones and to the world? How can you take the seven of hearts, unconditional love, love without qualifications love without caveats, love without expectation, just loving unconditionally yourself and others. Unconditional love better be to yourself first. And then unconditional love to everyone around you. Boy, I could take a leaf out of that book. Mm -hmm. Working on it. And then we're combining that today with the five of spades, the catalyst of change, the agent of adventure, the wandering spirit who will travel forever to figure out what really matters. And then we're taking that and we're adding that to unconditional love. Yeah. Unconditional love plus the search for what really matters definitely equals the path of self-mastery, the queen of spades. Imagine if you could just like love everybody and yourself unconditionally all the time. Oh my God. We would be superhumans. Wow, I, I want to write that down. Imagine 
what life would be like if we could love ourselves and everyone else unconditionally all the time. Where can I write that right now? That is just so special. So if we could do that and we could forever be on the search for truth, the search for meaning, forever changing and being down for change because it's teaching us. That's what the five of spades is all about. And we combine that with unconditional love and we get the second highest card of all, the culmination of almost every single lesson that there is to learn on this earth. Combination of almost every single lessons of exist, lesson of existence, except for the final one, king of spades, being a complete ruler of yourself and your world. So that's what we got on, on the plate today, on the docket today. Enjoy it. Make the most of it. Talk to yourself. Talk to your people. Listen to yourself. Listen to your people. Queens represent days of listening and holding space. So how can you listen in a way that exhibits unconditional love? How can you listen in a way where you're searching for the meaning in everything, single thing that's, that they say? Somebody says tried to get that to rhyme. I do that a lot. <laughs> it's been really nice to get to know myself a little more during doing this podcast too. I don't know if I'm doing it more for me or more for you. We are all one. Just doing it to do it. I'm doing it because I unconditionally love you and unconditionally love myself and unconditionally love this world and unconditionally love the cards and what they can do for us all. With that being said, I love you. Sanam, namaste. Create your own luck today and every day. Today and every day. Mwah, 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 mwah.